0: Hey, it's another episode of Their Stories with Dustin Anderson. Want to thank you again for joining us. And we have another special guest on, Jeff. Now, Jeff comes from the health and human services profession. He has done work in the public schools, the charter schools. He has worked in various group homes. He's got a lot of experience. But one of the things we're going to learn about today with Jeff is his passion for music. We all might have our day jobs or careers that we went to school for. Yes, Jeff does have a degree that he went for, and he has utilized it quite well. But one of the things that I noticed about Jeff, though, he does have a talent. He has many talents, of course. I've known him for many years. We go way back in, in, in various sectors of life, I guess you could say. But Jeff is a very unique individual, and I had a chance to sit down with him, kind of a unique style of the podcast here, and asked him some questions about music, about his love for music, Whatever it may be, I'm not musically inclined, as I told him, but one of the things I think that you're going to know about, Jeff, he's got some talent, and wait till the end of the podcast, I got some special music for you. Jeff I want to thank you again and one of the questions that comes to mind right away for how long have you been a part of this idea of wanting to play music kind of what dates back how many years ago what is that background five years and uh that's really cool
1: um I guess you could call myself a wannabe musician um like when I was in seventh or eighth grade and uh, I play on a couple different church worship teams right now. Um, Our church also gives uh, free music lessons to kids, guitar lessons, well adults too. And I've had a few guitar students, which I don't really consider myself a teacher, but
0: um, you know, I guess we're all teachers. jeff you talked about teaching right about five years so give us you know teaching is powerful you mentioned teaching is for everybody before when we talked a little bit off air but tell me a little bit more about what it is like teaching uh, your music
1: yeah i was i have a friend actually uh who i've been mentoring teaching some guitar stuff and uh I, I was just playing something trivial and he goes oh wow that this makes me want to learn more and I'm like I didn't think it was that much of a big deal and uh, he's like that this sounds so great and I'm like I probably because I played it about a million times oh, wow. such route and uh,
0: it's pretty cool you know, Jeff, you do have a great amount of knowledge behind not only the, you know, the, the way of playing, but theory and the history of music. You have a, an appreciation for history, for the history of music, for music theory. I mean, do do you feel that? Do
1: you have come to believe? Yes, I'm a musician. I know uh, some music theory, and over the past few years, it's this all added up, and I can um, teach that to other. Um, people who think either guitar playing is cool and, you know, hey, it's
0: just uh, using a different part of the brain also. Hey, Jeff, thank you for that. You know, that's kind of the beauty of it. It, Having some sort of skill and passion or calling is also having a certain type of knowledge behind that. Now, give us a little bit more about the history, the the people that maybe have influenced you, your background, and terms of You know where this formation has happened well way back in probably sixth grade
1: i wanted to be a drummer and the all-famous kiss was the band and uh me and some buddies went roller skating on halloween dressed up as kiss and uh just thought that was really cool um And then realizing, you know, hey, it's not about being a rock star. I've played many stages in my life. Well, not very many, but um, that glam of a rock star.
0: Hey, you're listening to Their Stories with Dustin Anderson. We're right in the middle of talking to Jeff about his life as a musician, but more importantly, as a human being. His passions, his colleagues, his skills, which he has many of them. The next part of the interview was actually taken at a certain point. Well, last year, November of 2021, (laughs) and so some of the things that we will talk about were Thanksgiving and a little bit part of what was happening at that point in life. All relevant now and all still connected to what we want to talk about in the podcast, but I wanted to let you know. Well, let's get back at it with Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. So we talked about the idea of of what music is, and and what got you started. So tell us a little bit more about what got you started in music. Well, really what got me started in music was uh, my
1: grandma played piano and uh, the organ. And whenever we'd go to visit her, we'd always sit and play the the organ, and that was really cool. to uh produce a sound um kind of an it's kind of an abstract idea that you can uh pull out a musical tune out of your head although there's some really concrete music theory that's no one will ever, ever truly comprehend uh and be a master at music theory. Well, there's some prodigies, of course, but I am not one of them.
0: You know, and that's interesting that you talk about that. Um, you know, like I said, I guess I'm, I'm not musically inclined. I, I'm, I I appreciate the music, but let's take you back to, okay, so the appreciation of music, um, you know, talking about what inspires you, who inspired you, um you know, Do you feel that today, in today's world, um, I could go old school and be like, well, today is youth listening to that music. Uh, I'm not going to go there, obviously. But do you feel that music, obviously it is different, but do you feel that it's, that it's quality, or do you feel it's it's just a different type of theory nowadays? I mean, I, I don't know much about music. I, I don't know how to approach that question, I guess. D- do you understand what I'm saying? Well, I guess it taps into
1: somebody's creativity and how to manipulate notes um one of my earliest readings about um well i really love guitars and anyways i was reading an article by eddie van halen and he just said well really there's truly only only eight notes in a scale and if you count sharps and flats there's 12 notes and it's really how you manipulate that and you know, in time, if you stick with it, you'll become a guitar player or a musician. Um, if you
0: practice, practice, practice. Practice, practice, practice. Now, do you feel that? I mean, uh, and I guess I don't know if I don't know if I asked you this already. I don't think I did. Uh, were you self-taught? Did you take lessons? Uh, I know you talked about, you know, the the organ, but but how was your how was the the start of your learning of the guitar, I guess?
1: Well, my start of the learning, my mom had won or received three free lessons from this music shop. I took the three free lessons and I learned a lot more than what was going to be taught to me because I just sought out, you know, how to learn how to play guitar and at the end of the three lessons, my music teacher said, do you think you want to continue and take lessons? And I said, no, I'm just going to try this myself. Mm. So about 30 some years later, <laughs> um, there's a, I've learned a lot of things from other musicians, um, drummers, piano players, um, just reading articles from some of my favorite musicians or other musicians. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to be a rock star, which that's a false, um, can be a false hope because you really have to be a good musician and, uh, some of our rock star idols tend to not be, I guess what we, we, you'd want to call it our heroes or whatnot.
0: Sure. Jeff, when you play guitar, when you play music, um, do, you, do you sing a lot with it? Do you, do you have lyrics? I mean, what, what is the creation process? Do you sing with it? Do you have a moment? Do you have a moment that you see something, uh, feel something, and you say, I, I, I need to do something right now with that? Yeah.
1: You know, I just love and have a passion for uh, listening to music, playing music, um, i'll sing sometimes um there's some some songs i cannot do a a friend of mine said hey yeah sure there's some songs you you, you're a good singer and then there's some songs that you probably should do because it it just doesn't work for you
0: sure sure (laughs) that'd be every song with me (laughs) um you know your path is, is is quite intriguing. I mean, you you work in in um, like you said, you know, you know, human services, health services, working with people and their needs, attending to them. Right? You have a you have a you have a skill. You have a calling in in that sense. And then your music is is a big part of your life. Uh, do you connect your music to to your work at all? Well, right now the.
1: One of the homes that I work with, there's a guy who's learning to... He's a beginning guitar player. And I have the blessing luxury of actually bringing my guitar there, leaving my a couple guitars in the basement, family room type thing. And, uh... I've connected with this... Uh, younger man, younger guy. Um and kind of develop some rapport on the musical aspect and um cause at first I'm like oh no this guy doesn't like me and I don't want to put myself in a spot of I I guess I'm I'm a authority figure there Sure. in all aspects of the world you know cause it's like well if you're doing this and it's not right well you can't do it um So it's a real privilege to when this guy asked me one, you know, because I told him, hey, anytime you want to play my guitar, you can turn the amp on and stuff. If you drop the guitar, that's fine. Um, and then there's been a few times he just asked me, hey, can I go play your guitar? And he'll uh, be down jamming for like a half an hour. Awesome. And that's just really cool. Another of our residents. Um, He has a drum set, and I've actually sat down and played drums with the guy who's wanting to play guitar while he's singing, and it's like, because there's times I'm terrified, let's say going to an open mic singing and playing guitar in front of people, and uh, for this guy to feel comfortable enough to play his guitar and sing while I'm sitting there trying to hold a beat for him on drums is just really cool.
0: Yeah, isn't that the beauty of it? I think that I always I always repeat myself and say the beauty of this, the beauty of that. I think that is the, the one of the highlights in, in, in that particular story that you just described. And, and kind of at the end of the day, I feel like that, per, for me, would be the bonus of why you do what you do uh, and how you can connect your passion both with your day job, um, if you would call that, um, your calling, and then to what you do as a, as a person, your music and how that's connected to that. That's well, it's uh, really
1: cool. It's really cool. And uh, I'll give out guitar picks to uh, some of my little kids at church. Um, they get a real kick out of that and think that's really cool. There's a lot of kids who are, oh, hey, do you have a guitar for me? They, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll acquire guitars or... Uh, I also play ukulele as an amateur and mandolin but uh, I've given a couple ukuleles away and that's really cool that's really humbling because for ukulele I really only know three chords and I'm a real amateur at that so that's real humbling to restart and learn a new instrument
0: yeah that that's i mean when you go from from one instrument to the other um i i'd assume there might be somewhat some of a similarity there but you know with the theory and and the 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 skill level or um the technical pieces of it i guess could be a little bit more challenging i guess jeff is there is there an instrument that you've never played before that you you're hoping maybe in the next five ten years that hey i really want to introduce myself to that I would have to say I'm not sure. Okay. Um,
1: there's a couple. The banjo, I joke with this one friend of mine, I'm like, that's one thing I could never probably learn. Because um, so I picked up a banjo a couple of times, I'm like, wow, I'm just really lost on this. <laughs> um, but um, it's something that I teach a lot of my students or friends who are learning to play. Like, you know, sometimes there's really no rhyme or reason um, how the music makes sense, but there is, it all makes sense. Sometimes you learn stuff by fluke or inspiration or spontaneity.
0: Right. Yeah, that that's a thing. Sometimes it just comes as it is. Uh, maybe it's not planned and... and um, that is, is something that uh, I, I feel is important to embrace as it comes up. You know, I used to play the alto saxophone in high school, elementary, high school, a little bit out of, out of uh, high school into college. but nothing something nothing that, that was large. I never would, I guess I never wanted to play in front of an audience or such. Um, and some days there are di- t- times that I do regret not pursuing it more uh, beyond, you know, my early 20s and i could probably uh pick it up and and and, and know the basics <laughs> but i would have to i'll relearn uh some of those notes again in those um pieces so jeff I once, I once upon a time tried to play the saxophone and i just don't think
1: i could get that um, yeah but practice 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 and then things will really click
0: that's the thing about many things right it's it's practice it's 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 commitment it's it's so many different pieces uh, showing grit I I think grit is a a key word in in many of those uh, challenging moments that we have Um, you know besides music and the biggest thing is is I feel like that is a big part of what makes you you is there anything else in your life that that really um, that really defines who you are right that is connected to music or not connected to music
1: you know i really don't know um i think way back when i was young trying to assess what i wanted to do with life i think that's mankind's biggest question is right what am i going to do with my life how can i be productive or what type of a job would i like doing and uh my like this fell into place, um, maybe li- a little later in my like 30s, and luckily I had gone to school and got my degree in occupational therapy, and uh, you know before that I worked in some group homes, and uh, this one that really. A rewarding thing to do
0: because you're helping people, and yeah, that's 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 when it comes down to it is is helping people. Do you? Let me ask you this question. You talked about you know discovering that that. I mean that's that side or that that calling of yours in your thirties. Do you do you feel that people? I mean, I know I've talked to people in their twenties. I Maybe even myself. I have this idea in my twenties. I, by the time I was done with college, I had to I had to have a plan. Do you feel that people should have a plan in their twenties? Yeah. Um. I feel
1: everybody should have that plan uh, earlier in life. My. Uh, My son, one of my sons, he's 22, and he's pretty directionalist, right? He doesn't have any direction right now. And uh, I wish I could tell him what path to take, but he's going to have to learn how to figure that out himself, um, just as I have. Uh, I did take a slight detour from working in health and human services after about 10 years of working in the group homes. I actually became a a lifeguard for five years and I also uh, delivered auto parts for a company uh, because I got kind of burnt out working in human services.
0: And you were a lifeguard, That, that to me, I mean you are I, I, well i mean you know you you were you know saving lives you're in the saving lives business um and hopefully you never had to dive too many times in the water but i mean what were some of the the moments i mean was it stressful as a lifeguard
1: oh very stressful i have read somewhere that you know any safety job bed um That's a huge, uh, safety, safety thing. Um, I, I've had a couple, I want to call them minor, small saves, but it could have been disastrous. Right. Um, if I wasn't really, like, paying attention to part of that, part of that is, you know, like, going to job. Right. So to pay attention, of course, to the surroundings, you know, um, of what's going on in the, uh, Pool. Oh, I had a pastor friend who, later in life, here, you know, he always come to YMCA uh, where I was a lifeguard, and he'd be swimming it. But afterwards, we talk about things, and he had said he was a lifeguard, but he was a beach lifeguard. Oh. Uh, oh yes. Um, and he he had told me once he goes. Yeah, there's a difference between a, a beach guard and a pool guard. A pool guard, if you're enforcing the rules, you should not have any accidents. But on a beach, it's, there's a big difference. I felt kind of salty there, but... <laughs> so I'm like, ah, who's this, this guy to tell me this? Like, Come on! <laughs> a, a difference.
0: Yeah, you know, I can only imagine some of the stories, and, and, and specifically maybe maybe adults. Um, I mean, have you did you ever encounter uh, an adult or somebody that was like, ah, "I'm not going to listen. I I I know how to swim, or I know the rules of the pool," and then you had to like put your foot down.
1: Oh yes, we have got into a few confrontations where uh, we actually had to call nine one one on this one guy. He wasn't about to listen to us. And, uh, it turned out to be just a train wreck. We found out some things after the fact about this guy that, uh yeah, he's kind of a
0: dangerous little, dangerous character. Yeah, and that can happen around the pool. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, you know what I mean? And, you know, if it's dangerous around the pool and there's probably families and...
1: Oh, yeah. It's like, sorry, you have to leave now. Um if
0: you're not gonna follow the rules. Right. So, Jeff, we have a few more moments, but I wanna ask you a few more questions here. You know, it it is, I guess somebody might say it's cliche, because it is towards Thanksgiving, and you know, a time to, to show gratitude and, uh, you know, the deeper thinking, the reflection of what you're grateful for in life. Are there things in life that you can now call back and, and, and show a sense of gratitude uh, for?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I've been sober for many years, I um, was living a really crazy party life. Um, probably into my thirties, and um, I'm just not doing that anymore. You know, right. trying to be a, a role model to other people or kids. Um, basically, you know, yeah, you know, rules are there to follow.
0: Yeah, and I, and I appreciate that about you. And I, and I, like I said, I've known you for quite some time now, and um, that's something that I always uh, find to um, appreciate about the person you are as well. And and you know, with with your music ability, and your your caretaking, your teaching, your guidance. Um, something that you should be you should be proud of as well. So anybody that's listening, you can now uh, hopefully get a little bit more of a of a taste of, um, of who this man is, Jeff, today that we're talking to on the podcast. Uh, two more questions, Jeff. Um, you know, the pandemic and people probably are sick of the word, but during the pandemic, was there something that you became more aware of or more? Um, Maybe skilled something something skilled at, or maybe something you found um, that you that you learned and you want to keep.
1: Well, I would I don't even know how to answer that. Um, except when the pandemic had started, um, I was working in the school system as a special ed assistant, uh, paraprofessional, and um, just. Even for myself, the the frustration and confusion of this, the whole COVID thing going on. Um, People, whether isolating or being reclusive or... um, When I was in the school system, a lot of the uh, kids, you could just See the confusion and frustration um, in right. their voices, and uh, it's a real tough uh, times we're kind of going through.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you had a, a, you know this this type of perspective, and I think that's important to be able to. For me personally, I think for somebody to reflect on and, and maybe to to appreciate other moments pre pandemic or. Uh, to, to find ways to, to to better in your case better people in life that have maybe uh, maybe were a little more challenged uh, in that you know and and I don't want to end on, on that question because uh, you know, somebody could think that is a very kind of a, a you know somber and sad question but my question to you is is something that I guess I was gonna I was gonna ask you I was gonna ask you what brings you you uh, to have a lot of fun in life but it seems like we've already answered that question I think I would assume music is a big part of that you can answer that if you want or what is a family a food a food in your life that has maybe connected you to family and friends it is Thanksgiving this Thursday um, and food is a big part of that too as well is there a food that connects you to family and our friends
1: well I would have to Say, my favorite food is lasagna oh yum lasagna. I'm making lasagna lasagna for breakfast snack, lunch, dinner midnight snack oh nice <laughs> uh,
0: when I'm heating up a piece of lasagna in the microwave I'll have a little piece on the side no. the cold
1: even <laughs> um, and one of my duties right now at uh the group home i work at i'm in charge of like grocery shopping and making the menu and i always have either something like lasagna or ravioli or
0: spaghetti on the menu um, nice because i'm the one who makes the menu you know you're the one that you have a lot of power in in that decision making um i get a, lo- I I I get a lot of compliments whether from um
1: other staff, my supervisor, and even residents, you know, like, a couple residents, I'm like, hey, how's the meal tonight? And they're like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> and you see them go back for a seconds
0: or have it for leftovers the next day, and I'm like, hey, that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my wife is not a lasagna fan, and I love lasagna, so uh, um, we'll have to have you over sometime to make some lasagna. <laughs> no. Awesome. Well, Jeff, I want to thank you again And and don't hang up after I'm done here I I want to ask you another question And maybe for a little bonus uh, at the end of the episode But we want to thank you again for being on their stories And and, um, I hope you enjoyed this time To tell a little snippet about who you are Yeah, thanks for having me, Dustin Um, I know
1: we've we've been friends for going on What, 10, 11 years, something like that It's gotta
0: be, oh yeah. yeah
1: doing um, AmeriCorps
0: um, the good old days
1: (laughs) yes and that was a great experience um, in the
0: journey of life Um, absolutely it was I was a volunteer
1: coordinator for a reading program with men as peacemakers Um, it was a big uh, big job Um, but really rewarding because you see the impact that lives um, having a supportive adult in their life where some kids who are at risk don't have
0: uh, a positive adult role model in their life that's right
1: and you're a role model too you, you did what Boys and Girls Club.
0: You know that's where I started my journey before I became a director there. That's how I yeah. I got involved uh, at the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, it was a, it was a big part of my life. It still is a big part of my life. But yeah, that's that's true, man. It's awesome. Yeah, and I
1: really appreciate times in the past where we talk about things and uh, whether it be our goals or uh, you know how to help the kids, you know, or be supportive of the kids.
0: Right Amen to that. Amen to that, Jeff. I appreciate that, and we we will continue those conversations off air. Always, we have to continue those conversations. Maybe over a cup of coffee or something someday. Um, That's cool, man. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast, and um, we'll, we'll talk to you next time.
1: All right.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Their Stories with Dustin Anderson. And as promised, here is a snippet of Jeff's Groovin' 2 music.